What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Real Business Owners. Uh, this is basically Trevor and Kel. This is our this is our show, also known as Trakel. I don't know. Tra- we have a lot of names around here, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, for, uh, we're excited to start and launch our first episode of Real Business Owners. Trev has been managing the Real Business Owners Instagram page, and he's putting a lot of great quality content out there. And the next natural step was to launch the podcast and just try and bring more quality content to our viewers and our hopefully our uh, large amount of listeners. Yeah. Right? We want to bring a lot of value there. Yeah, so. the, the, the idea here is to um, basically just bring value to you guys, um, bring you guys content that is relevant, is real, is something that could be useful to a small business owner. I think that a lot of large Instagram influencers are only interviewing people that are uber, uber successful. And a lot of small businesses, I don't think can relate to people doing a hundred to $200 million a year in revenue. And so I'm trying to bring practical content and advice to the small business owners that they could actually apply into their business today. And that's our goal is just to give you guys more of a, a, a back-end look at how we operate our companies and some of the things that we're doing that's working for us that, again, that you can just turn around and apply into your business. And so today's, you know, the first episode and, and, and what, what I thought would be the best thing to do is just for you guys to understand who we are as individuals behind the businesses and, and, and the Instagram and the podcast before we really start jumping into, you know, the actual business side of stuff. So I'll let Kel um, jump in and tell you just a little bit of his background, the way that he grew up and, you know, how he ultimately got into an ownership type role, just basically from childhood to, to today, just kind of giving a, a quick five minute uh, uh, glimpse of 35 years, 36, 36 years. Man, 36, 36, yeah. So. We're close. Yeah. You're 35, right? In a couple months. Yeah, a couple months. Uh, yeah, so first of all, yeah, I mean, we call we call it real business owners for a reason. Obviously, we, we feel like we are real business owners. We feel like there's a lot of real business owners real business owners out there that, that have a story to be told that we can all learn from. And so we, we're excited, man. We're going to bring a lot of great guests in here um, of people that we know, guys we do business with. Some of them you, you might know, some of them you might never heard of, but then, you know, but they've all done great things. And so, um, but yeah, my childhood was... Um, Man, it was it was an interesting one. Like I, I, we definitely grew up on the lower end of middle class, you know. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and and act like we just had it so bad because I know there's people out there that I mean, still to this day, worse, yeah. I, so much worse, you know. Um, I've had to have that talk with my siblings. Sometimes they, you know, they think they're Fall more of victim. a victim than they yeah. were, right? Uh, but yeah, we had a rough upbringing, man. Like money problems in the home. Uh, I mean, that's all. That's all our parents fought about was money. Um, we had a lot of good ass whoopings, but I'm grateful for those, right? Yeah, they, they uh, <laughs> serve their purpose sometimes, you know? Yeah. But one of the biggest memories I have, and even talked about it on stage last week at that little event, was, you know, the reason that, that I ended up in the field that I am ended up in. And I didn't know it was the reason until now, but, you know, we grew up with IRS issues in the home, man. We had bank accounts levied 
paychecks garnished. My mom went to work because my dad, all of his assets were seized. His bank accounts were levied. The IRS took everything from him. So she went and got a job. Not even two months into her job, they ended up garnishing her paychecks. Um, and so the the money problems got worse and worse because it was being taken from them and it was just constant fighting and battling. And I remember as a kid literally thinking, you know, now as a teenager, because this happened for most of my upbringing. And I remember as a teenager, literally having thoughts of like, why would anybody want to be a business owner? Like, this just seems miserable, right? I like, still have that thought sometimes. <clears throat> right? You know, depending exactly. on which day you ask. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but that, was a, that was a shitty thing because I was one of those entrepreneurial kids just like you or we've yeah. had these talks, yeah. man. Like, we sold golf balls to golfers. Yeah. I used to walk down to the mercantile in our little town and buy penny candies when they were really a penny. Yeah. And I put 10 of them in a bag and sell them at school for a dollar. Literally 10 times in my money, right? You know, like that's just the kind of kid it's I was. Just a hustler's a hustler. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so so that was uh, so that was kind of disappointing as I got older thinking, man, business owners, you know, being a business owner sucks. You mean the IRS basically can do whatever they want, but I found out later, I mean, that was obviously my dad's fault, man. He was unorganized. Yeah. He was a procrastinator. Uh, he had a lot of great things about him and he's a hard worker. I learned that from him and you know he was a contractor and he worked with his hands and and yeah uh, you, you you ignore the problem long enough it ends up just getting bigger and bigger yeah. and it sounds like he just never addressed the IRS issue exactly and then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger just yeah. because he ignored it you know luckily man I mean I, I fell into a sales job because I had a child at 18 years old and I needed to provide for him and I didn't know what to do how did you find the sales job um, was it an ad out on, uh, you know, in a newspaper or was so it a friend? Or I was, um, so I jumped around from different jobs. Like, you know, I worked at the Walmart distribution and then I worked in construction with my old man. And I was just trying to provide for this kid, man. I, I joined the military, but I hadn't left yet. I was getting ready to go and, and uh, you know, join the Air Force. And I got sworn in and everything. I had my boot camp date coming up and uh, I found an ad in the car. Uh, or I was looking for a car and I found an ad for a Toyota Camry. I needed to get my, my, you know, my little wife, something dependable to drive my little kid around that had AC. We were driving around this Honda that was like, the hood was a different color. It was black. The rest of the car was blue. The seats were torn up. It had no AC. But it moved. Yeah. It's 110 it degrees yeah. outside and we're yeah. driving this little child around in there. I was like, man, I'm cooking him to death probably. Yeah. So I was looking for a car that had AC, man. And, and I found this ad that seemed like a good deal. I went to buy it. Uh, I pull up to a sales company and the guy comes out. He's like, dude, I sold the car, but I go buy these at the auction. Uh, I want to take you down with me to the next auction. We're going next week and we'll get you a Camry. And I was just kind of like, wow. All right, dude, I really appreciate that. I took him up on his offer. The whole drive down to Las Vegas to the Manheim auction, uh, it's about two hours away. They were just telling me basically how great their lives were, and I needed to get into sales. They sold me on getting into sales, yeah. right? But, dude, we went to the casino after we bought our cars at the auction. And, I mean, these guys were laying down $2,000 hands, and I'm sitting there watching them lose this money. Like, that would be life-changing yeah. money to me right now. Yeah. So When it, you have no money, you yeah. think two grand is, is going to change your life. Exactly. I mean, it's not realistic, yeah. but when you don't have money, you you, you believe that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, so, dude, I, I, I wasn't even a week. I got home. I, I told my old man I was doing construction for him at the time. Like, I got to go try this. Sorry. I got to go try it. And first week there, man, I put up my first sell, and then it just became like – uh, you, you became addicted. Sales became a drug to me, man. Yeah. Like, I was just like – I thought, man, maybe I, maybe I could be good at this. Maybe I – you know, maybe I should. Um, 
you know, pursue this and, and give it my all. And I didn't know what the heck I was doing, man, but it didn't take long. And I was making, you know, 60, 70 grand a year. I knew I couldn't do that in the military. So I ended up not going to the military. I never went to boot camp, got out of that that uh, agreement with the Air Force and decided, you know, I needed to stay home and, and provide a better life for my family. And that's where we actually met. A little bit later, you yeah. came into that same sales company, <laughs> man. So Yeah, no. Um, Let's hear your backstory up to that point. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of give you a, a brief synopsis of, you know, my upbringing, just as Kel did. Um, grew, grew up poor. Um, you know, there were seven kids in the family in a three-bedroom house. We had one bathroom to share. You know, grew up uh, with powdered milk, and you know, my mom had to go to what, what was called, I believe, the bishop's storehouse just to get the free essentials—the bread, uh, peanut butter, just kind of things like that. Um, just like Kel, you know, and in order to to do anything as a kid, I couldn't go to my parents and ask for money. I had to figure out a way to get the money for myself. So I would go mow lawns or go pull weeds or go down to the local golf course and go find golf balls and polish them up and sell them to the golfers. And that's, I basically, you know, if my tire popped on my bike, I had to figure out a way to get five bucks to get a new tube. And and that was a way for me to be able to do that without having to bug my parents knowing that we were poor. Um, just at a young age, I had a feeling that this would not be my life. It wasn't okay to live like this. I didn't quite know exactly what I was going to go into, or um, you know how I was going to how I was going to make a change. Um, I graduated high school, was working uh, landscaping, and I went over to a, a friend's house that had a sales job. You remember Bo? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So can't, forget, the, can't forget that ugly orange car you drove, right? Yeah, was it ugly, orange or copper? What color was it? It was that? like an orange copper uh, <laughs> neon, uh, yeah, Dodge neon. neon. It was dope, that had though, the rims man. and the exhaust <laughs> and the spoiler. It was ugly. But anyways, it, I mean, back then it was cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, looking back now. Took the muffler it, off. It, yeah, it was ugly. <laughs> uh, so I went over to his house. Um, just to play pool and hang out and, and drink a couple of beers. But, you know, we were young and dumb and just kind of doing whatever we wanted to do. But um, so he got into to telling me what he was doing and he ha- he found a job in sales where he was he was making a thousand to two thousand a week. Mm-hmm. And I basically said, that's bullshit. There's yeah. no possible way yeah. that you make that type of money, you know, because in landscaping, I mean, I, after taxes, I was seeing like. 300 bucks a week, you know, like 1200 bucks a month. And that was hard work. I was getting up at four in the morning to drive an hour to a job when they would build a motel in a small town like Beaver, for instance. Um, that That's a place in Utah for anybody that doesn't know. Um, and it was just, it was crazy. I was waking up at 4 a.m., getting paid like three, $400 a week, working my ass off. And I go visit my buddy, and he's telling me that he's working inside in air conditioning, you know, making 1000 to $2,000 a week. And I figured, what the hell? You know, what do I have to lose? I can always go back to landscaping. That'll always be there. I can, anybody could be a grunt worker, right? right? And that's all I Absolutely. was at that point. I just didn't have enough skill to, to really do anything else. So... I gave it a shot, and, and, and again, that's where me and Kel met. We he, he found his way to that uh, that that company different than I did, and 
And, uh, you know, we at 19, I, I started when I was 19. I think you started yeah. at 18 or was it, were you 19 as uh, well? I was probably about 19 and yeah. I maybe was there just like a year, a year or so before you or something. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, that was crazy times, you know, walking in, um, into an environment where there was about 60 salespeople, people pulling up in Hummers, um, yeah. Escalades. Remember the Dodge uh, Viper? The Viper, you know, yeah, that, that, that was, was such a Viper, cool car. You know. <laughs> so yeah, as, as a young 19-year-old, you know, parking your crappy vehicle next to all these nice vehicles, it at least gave you hope that there was a lot of opportunity for, for money to be made in sales. And so I, I buckled down and, and gave it everything that I had and, you know, haven't really looked back since. Sales has kind of been my way out, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and being a business owner is no different. You, all you're doing is really selling your services and products on a day to day basis. Yeah. Right. Um, There's a lot more to worry about. Yeah. You, like. <laughs> yeah. The back. Like everybody else. Of, yeah, right? yeah. From yeah. clients to employees to. As a salesperson, you just worry <clears throat> about yourself and your commissions. And, yeah. And that's it. And who cares about anything else? Absolutely. You know. Um, but it is the same. It's like, you know, what I what I really liked about that company is, man, it was competitive and everyone yep. showed up and wanted to outdo each other. Yep. And everybody wanted to, you know, which win. Makes you, which makes right? you perform at your yeah. peak. And, and I think that environment is what changed a lot of guys and, and you know, Isn't it for weird? the future. You know, um, out of that out of that 60 people that I talked about when I walked onto that that sales floor. I mean, how many of those guys ended up owning businesses? Yeah, man, I could a probably lot. think of a lot. A yeah. lot of like them that, ended that up little weird. I mean, I would say there's at least 15 guys yeah. that kind of ended up breaking off and, that we and, still and, know and, to and, this yeah, day. And, yeah, I mean, there's obviously been some people to to pass away since then. Yeah, um, due to you know bad decisions and in the sales game, that's another issue that a lot of people face is just coming up. As a youngster, finding that amount of money, you can make a large amount of mistakes in terms of, you know, partying and getting mm-hmm. distracted, and it's all new to you. So uh, there's definitely a lot of learning opportunities when you first start making money. You'll probably lose a lot of it or blow a lot of it, um, but you know that's part of the process. Yeah, you know, you you got to live and you, you you live and learn. Yeah, you know, I so. luckily didn't go down that road, but I had a kid, man. I had a kid yeah. to take care of. I missed a lot of the after parties, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't. I, was I, like, I I did make it to a couple of them, and yeah, uh, yeah man. I you know, she's there was they, the guys would get wild when there's that much money, you know, flying, flying around. around. But, yeah, and everybody's cocky with yeah. an ego. Everyone's yeah. trying to throw around the most money and. It's true. Which made for some wild times, you know, definitely it's calmed down a lot in the last 15 yeah. years. You yeah. know, it's not like it used to be in terms of. It's true though, man. There's a lot of guys that have built some great companies with the base that they learned at that company. And that company's exactly. no longer around, but like, yeah. I mean, the Gardner brothers own Bucked Up, man. And, and they're doing just. I don't know how much they're doing. Million, I see them all the time. Tens of millions Facebook of dollars a year in sales, Instagram, right? Yeah. You know, we're we're very close to you know breaking eight figures in, in our company again. We've done it in the past. We're about to do it again, and you know we've uh, you got I mean other guys, man, like all the all the different guys that are just killing it online in the digital marketing space, and all those advertisers. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Some of the names we're running into again, like even sponsoring and going to some of these events, man, like like Frank Kern. You yeah, know, like he was around to, back in the he, day. Yeah, yeah, he was one of his leads was on that group, or yeah. that, that that company. But um, 
but yeah, man, it, I mean, time went by at that company. And I remember, um, this dude coming in, owns, owned an accounting firm and, and he, uh, he came in, he gave us all a pitch, like, you know, cause he knew we we're all making money there and finding out, you know, who's independent and who's, uh, got an LLC set up and who's, you know, got side hustles and businesses and gave a great little presentation on, on the, uh, the structure on of the, it. yeah. And the structure of it. And I went and talked to him afterwards and met up with him, ended up going to his office and, uh, you know, they, they saved me a ton of money on my taxes because as a sales guy and a young kid on the, yeah. on the come up, yeah. I had no idea, like, we could take tax write-offs at all, right? But my wife did have a little – my wife at the time had a little side hustle. Um, so we took a lot of deductions, got a structure as an LLC. Uh, and, dude, that saved us some money for a couple of years because her business didn't really make money. Um, and, and so when I ended up getting recruited by him to come work for him – I fell in love with it. I became obsessed with the tax and financial side of the business. And I think I did because of my upbringing with the IRS issues in the home. Uh, that, you know, that's why I was saying in the beginning, like, man, I think that, you know, that is a big reason of why I'm where I'm at now with this industry is, is because of that upbringing. And so, um, but yeah, man, I became obsessed with it. We had this old guy named Brooks at our office, one of our head CPAs. And I spent more time in his office than I did out on the, on, on the sales side with all the yeah. other sales dudes, because just I was just thirsty brain. for that knowledge, yeah. right. Of, of, uh, you know, why, you know, businesses should structure and when's the right time to go to an S corp or when's the right time to go to a C corp. And when's, you know, I just, I just fell in love with it, became obsessed with it. And so, you know, years went by there and, and, you know, um, that's actually, I think what gave me the confidence to become a business owner, because I always had that fear, like, dude, I don't want to be a business owner and deal with IRS issues. Learning everything I learned at that accounting firm got you over that as a sales guy got me over that. It helped me think like, dude, my dad was just unorganized. He's a horrible businessman. He's a hard worker, but he's a horrible businessman. Um, And there's a big difference between those two. There is. And so when I, when I figured that out and then all the knowledge I gained there, man, starting that first company, the Forex company, man. Oh, tell us, tell us. I mean, that's a pretty cool story. People need to kind of know that. Yeah, Jer- so that, Jeremy came to me and yeah. he's just was so annoying. <laughs> Jeremy's our other <laughs> other business partner. Um, yeah, so he was annoying, man. He come to me like seriously. He was relentless. I don't know why he he didn't sell like that once we started the business, right? I mean, he yeah. We say he's fulfillment, we're sales, but dude, he was relentless, like making me look at this forex program that he created. And, uh, and I was like, dude, I'm just not into that trading stuff, man. Like so you were, stock you, trading, forex trading, it's never interested me you, at you all. You were working at a tax company as a sales rep making yeah. how much a year? Probably 130 to 50 a year. Okay. And I was there for a few years. So Jeremy knew that you were now making money because you were friends with his little brother. I got him a job there. I got Jeremy a job there oh, too. Okay. So I got Caleb a job there, his little brother. Yeah. One of my best friends growing up, yeah. he was doing good. Yeah. I trained him. He built his own team. I built my own team. We had sales guys underneath us. Okay, and- so you actually got Jeremy to work there. Yeah. And so you got closer to Jeremy. As you got closer mm-hmm. to Jeremy, he kept bugging you yeah. about this business idea. Right. And and he just kept saying, you got to check out this this Forex stuff. He wanted me to give him money to trade it. And I was like, give me my money. I work hard yeah. for my money, too. Yeah. <laughs> Go blow it in some market that I know nothing about, right? Yeah. Uh, but he's like, just come over and meet with me and my dad. And finally one day, because I grew up with the family. I knew him. Yeah. Um, I went over there, just hang out and check out their program. And, dude, light bulb just went off in my head. I was like, dude, if you can teach this and you wrote a course, why don't I sell it and you teach it, man? Like, 
I'll just get on the phone and sell it. I, I know guys in the industry like with leads and this and that. So why don't I just put together some leads? So like literally I'd come home after work, I'd call a list of leads up and uh, see if they wanted to make money in the Forex. And they'd be like, what's Forex? Because it was so new. And then yeah. I'd flip them and get them sold. And then Jeremy would coach them for the next month or two, depending on whatever the investment levels. We put together packages. He wrote the course. I mean, all this just came together. JD came to work. There's still here with us to this day, man. We were literally in the basement of my home, you know, just after hours figuring out this sell. And uh, it turned into something pretty cool, man. We started getting sales every week. Jeremy was coaching them. And then he ended up hiring another guy and training him in the Forex to coach. And, and dude, our clients were making money. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Well, Higher I mean, success yeah. rates than I'd heard yeah. in, in the whole coaching industry. Industry right? mentoring. Yeah. yeah. And so it turned out to be really cool, man. And then I, I went to my, bo- my boss at the time at the accounting company. And I was like, dude, like, and I was committed to that yeah. accounting company. Yeah. I had no intentions of leaving Well, if there. you're making 150 grand a year, I mean, that's right? a pretty good income. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to give that up. Right? Yeah. But I also loved what I did, too. So I'm sitting there telling him about it. And he's like, dude, so you're doing like a side hustle? And I'm like, yeah, man. And I was like, honestly, like, I could probably refer a lot of them over to you for tax, tax services because a lot of them yeah. are making money. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's, I saw his wheels turning. Not even a week went by. He pulled me in his office and he fired me. And uh, I actually, dude, I cried because, dude, my sales guys in there, the accountants, like they were like my brothers, right? Yeah. I was so sad. I, don't, I didn't know what to do. But obviously, and he told me when he fired me, he's like, dude, you'll probably thank me one day. If you've got something going and it's working, I'm kicking you off the fence. But in my mind, I had no intentions of leaving, dude. I just thought I looked at it as a way to go and make an extra whatever, hundred grand a year just see after what happens, hours, basically. right? Basically, yeah. And uh, um, it, it forced me though to go sit there with Jeremy every day and did it. So you 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 regrouped. You went back yeah. to the basement of your house, dude. Jeremy was driving a moped at the time. He quit yeah. before it even got. To- before I got fired, he had quit because he didn't like working there. He didn't like the department he was in. He wasn't in the sales department with mm. me. Um, but uh, he quit. He was driving his moped to my off my house every day because we set up like rooms in my basement as like our offices. And he would be there working all day, like coaching clients, you know. So this just forced me to go join him in the basement and work yeah. there all day every day. And it didn't take us long, man. We signed our first lease within like a few months. We hired more sales guys, hired more coaches. We just grew it. And after about a year and a half of doing that, I was like, man, why don't we start our own tax company, dude? I know it in and out. I love it. And uh, like, let's partner with some accountants. Like that old guy that I spent a lot of time in his office, he, he, had, he wanted to quit and kind of come over and work for us anyway. Uh, Brooks, he did. So it was kind of like just the perfect storm. Like, let's start our own tax company, man. And that didn't take long to grow either because we already had the contacts. Yeah, we already yeah. had the contacts, the resources. We knew how to onboard customers. We just needed to put together some really good accounting systems, which we knew accountants could do. So, you know, we teamed up with some accountants, and and the rest is history as far as that goes. But, yeah, that's how we got into it. That's kind of, I guess, the short version of it. So Started in the basement, now you're here? Yeah. 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 But, dude, I mean, like when you guys came over yeah. and started selling – on this the forex stuff right you remember that we did we were doing internet mentoring at that time and forex. i never did any forex sales yeah but you were on the, the internet, internet team. side robert and there brought was, you guys over yeah um reconnected us because we had, yeah we had worked together yeah. at that old company and then yeah. years went by you came back into the picture and mm-hmm. and dude, i always looked at you like man he's so good with people and managing people he 
earns their respect. He truly cares about them progressing. I just thought, man, he's a great he's a great manager. So it wasn't long after you know watching you manage, I was like, dude, I want to partner with this guy, you know, on our stuff moving forward because we had a lot of changes and hiccups happen after you were there for again for a couple yeah of years. yeah we we hit the skids for a minute yeah we did. <laughs> you know we we did we did do that uh that instagram video about struggles and mm-hmm. you know that was what year was that 11 2011 ish so, something like that's that when it, that's when it got real rough man 2011 yeah and 12 so Kel went down obviously a little bit different of a path than i did you know we, we worked with each other for you know a year year and a half or so yeah um and then I, I went to go work at a different company. And at that company, I was 20 years old and, you know, surrounded myself with the wrong people, you know, and, and that can bring up a valid point of you are who you surround yourself with. Because when I went to go work for a different company in sales, they didn't care about their people. Um, all they cared about was just asses in the seats. You know, yeah. they just they just wanted sales guys. They didn't care the quality they just wanted people calling leads and, and making sales. And uh, because of that, there was a, you know, a situation with a group of sales guys where they were drug addicts, you know, and I got presented, uh, you know, the opportunity to use drugs and, and, and I made a, a bad choice, you know, at a young age, young and naive um, and, and went down a, uh, a path of drug addiction for, you know, four years or so from the time I was 20 to 24. And then, uh, you know, it, it, once I got clean, I, I wanted to get back into sales. Uh, I, I knew it. I loved it. And there was opportunity there to come up quick, right? And so I got back into the sales game. And that led me to, um, you know, a company out of Salt Lake. I worked up there for about 10 months. Then Kel partnered with the guy that I worked with, Robert, um, in Salt Lake. So I moved back down to St. George, Utah to work on Kel's sales floor. And that's where me and Kel, you know, yeah. kind of, there was a four or five year gap there where we didn't really talk to each other or yeah, see each yeah. other at all. And, uh, you know, from there, some things happened. That partnership kind of went south. You know, I ended up staying with uh, Kel and Jeremy. We tried a couple other different business models, found one that worked, hit the skids about 2011. You know, the, there, there was uh, some issues with one of the companies where, you know, there was zero money left in the bank account. I think Jeremy took five grand out of his personal account yeah. to, uh, to cover payroll right around Christmas time. You know, the company was in 65000 yeah. in credit card debt. There was 15 employees. I was managing managing these employees, and it's hard to look people in the face and 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 uh, you know tell them that they they won't have a have a have a job you know yeah. on Monday or whatever it may be. So, me, Kel, and Jeremy, we, we talked. A previous partner was exited out of that company. We regrouped, set up a new entity. I invested into that business. And the first year that I invested into that business, we paid off the $65,000 in credit card debt. We put $100,000 back into the business bank account. We filled merchant account reserves, and we each made about $100,000 that year. So it was quite the turnaround. The previous year, the company had lost $200,000. And so, you know, that's something that I, I take a lot of pride in. As long as you're managing people and treating them well and you have good systems and processes, it'll work. The disconnect yeah. was there was two different companies right. under the same entity. One was in Salt Lake, one was in St. George, and they were both being ran differently. 
right? The money was bleeding up in yeah, Salt Lake, we and we were revenue. making money in St. Yeah. George. And so once we cut the head off of the the, the, the losing side of the business, the yeah. Salt Lake office, and we just doubled down on the people that we had here that we were able to be in front of and manage every day, that's when things kind of started turning around. And then from there, you know, we've... Uh, we, we've slowly just continued to grow. Yeah. Well, it was um, kind of a perfect storm there for yeah. a second because that's right when we were separating with that previous partner. He was kind of bleeding things. There was also partners still on my tax company that were exiting and wanting to go do their own thing. Yeah. And uh, and so it was kind of like, man, I mean, Trevor's Trevor's just such a great partner. Like, you know, why not why not bring him in? And because all those all those sales guys and accountants wanted to come work for me. Yeah, they didn't want to go work for you know Adam and Zach. Yeah, and they didn't want to go work for my old partners because they weren't they're enjoyable not people. to work for. Man, they're not people. Yeah. People. They just you know weren't. I mean? and, and, yeah. and then Zach was creating a competing company anyway. So it was yeah. like, screw it, man. Let's let's build this tax company and let's do it right. Let's do it better than before. And it was a pretty good tax company. But I was yeah. like, let's do it before. You can still go look up reviews online on it. Yeah. And we still got a good A-plus rating on BBB. Yeah. We still have good reviews. Yeah. And it was a great company. But the partnership just wasn't a good partnership. Yeah. And so it just made sense, man. We, we were You were doing such a good job with our company. It was like, man, I'm going to bring you in to partner on this too. Uh, and, you know, I so here we are, man, and we've got several other companies. Yeah, several other businesses and investments, you yeah. know, and, and, and that's one point I want to make real quick is we, we've done a great job of saving money um, because of the hard times that we went through where there was no money in the bank and 65 grand in debt. You know, some of those are just learning opportunities, right? And we, we, we definitely took the lesson out of that scenario as we've moved forward over the last eight or nine years. Um, we, we do a great job of, of keeping a large amount of money in our business bank accounts to make sure that our businesses are stable. Um, not only that, we've done a good job of, you know, putting ourselves last in terms of, you know, taking money from those businesses and investing into new businesses, letting our money start working for us, letting our money make us money rather than us having to be on the front lines every single day and, and make money. So there's only so many hours in a day. There's 24 hours for me. There's 24 hours for Kel and everybody else. You can only work so much. And so eventually, if you want to become financially independent or have some sort of freedom financially, you're going to have to make some sacrifices, save some money, and let that money start going to work for you, right? Like you're only one human being, so you're not going to be able to do too much but you can diversify and let your money start making you more money. And at that point, you know, start becoming a little bit more financially yeah. free or financially independent. I mean, ha- just last year alone, we invested over a half a million dollars into three different business ventures. Right. You know, that's a lot of money that we could have ultimately took and bought a Bentley or an Aston Martin or some, you know, a mansion yeah. on a hill somewhere, yeah. you know, which I, I believe at, at one point we'll have all that if that's, you know, the each partner's desire. Everybody obviously wants to do different stuff with their own with their own money, but the idea is to make the sacrifices today so that you can do whatever the hell you want tomorrow. And I think a lot of people do a horrible job. Once they see six figures, they think that they've made it. Comfort. And they start living yeah. a six-figure lifestyle. That's why you see people with the nice cars, mm-hmm. uh, the big trucks, or the yeah. boats, or the nice the houses. Disneyland trip once a year. Yeah. you know Those people, <laughs> just so that you guys know, are also living paycheck to paycheck. 
they're broke as well, just on a whole different scale. Yeah, and we've been it's those just guys. a bigger scale. We've been those guys. Yeah. We've learned from it. Uh, we we want to grow from it. We've had our ups and downs and our trials in order to learn from that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, sacrifice is huge, and that's even what I've been teaching my kids. I'm like, man, you you know, I got kids that are like, oh, I want to be D1 baseball player. Then you pay the sac- price today. I was like, you're 12, dude. You yeah. got to start making sacrifices right now because yeah. there's other kids that are doing that. Yeah. They're not hanging out with their buddies. They're yeah. They're uh, they're out on the back hitting Guaranteed. off the tee, you know. They're out, you know, doing their sprints. They're out, you know, throwing the ball uh, above and beyond just going to practice two times, three times a yeah. week. You know, they're doing the extra work now. They're making that sacrifice, and so it's all it's anything. Whether you're an athlete or a business owner, you need to learn real quick that you have to sacrifice to get to the next level. Every time you hire an employee, you are sacrificing money that you could probably be taking to invest into someone else to help you get to the next level. Um, and every time we make these investments, man, we want to create more stability for not only us and the business, but our, but employees, our employees here. Yeah. You know, and we want to define things and make things better for our customers. Like we're constantly sacrificing by reinvesting into our systems, our people, and also our investments into our future. And so that's a huge point. Yeah, you brought that up. Sacrifice is a big. Well, deal. either you're you're sacrificing today for a better tomorrow, or you try to live for right now and you'll sacrifice tomorrow right you know either way you're going to make a sacrifice whether it's you're sacrificing the fact of your freedom in the future because you're making horrible right now decisions or whether you just make great decisions and sacrifice today so that you can you can have the financial stability that you want you know down the road so and again guys the entire point of the podcast and in our instagram account at real business owners is is purely to to bring you guys value um, I've answered every single comment that we've ever had. I've answered every direct message we've ever had. I've got you know a lot of inspiring direct messages in return yeah. that help kind of give me and you and and us the energy to to keep moving forward with with this account yeah. and with this podcast. And when we see it making an actual impact, it definitely helps motivate and energize us as business owners to continue to do everything that we can to bring value to you. So our goal is to be relevant, um, be real and be raw. Right. Right. Just like Sean Whalen, you know, says all the time. Um, We were at an event in Dallas and that's what he said that he said the world's starving for truth. Right. All of these uh, Instagram accounts are about boats, planes, trains, big booties, beaches, you know, all of this stuff, right? And, yeah. and money and Lamborghinis and watches. And like, that's not really what entrepreneurship no. is. Entrepreneurship is about sacrifice. Those things can happen eventually, maybe after 10 or 20 years of sacrifice. Yeah. But that's just a byproduct of, of the sacrifice and the struggles and the discipline that you have to have to get the results that you ultimately want as a business owner. So just be careful about you know rewarding yourself too soon in the process. Um, be smart about saving money. And uh, in, 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 in any business, you will have your ups and downs. And so make sure when it's up, you're preparing for the downs. And make sure when it's down, you don't get too down because an up will come again. Um, I honestly love the struggle, man. Like I've learned because I've gotten comfortable several yeah. times in yeah. my journey. I've gotten yeah. comfortable. Like, man, I'm making six figures. Man, yeah. I'm making, you know, half a mil. 400, you know, 500 yeah. grand. Yeah. So, like, this yeah. is good. And, and I, I've gotten comfortable and I've yeah. watched it slip. I mean, just like our down times in 2011, 12, I firmly believe if I went back and got uncomfortable – you took your foot off the pedal. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be further ahead right now, but yeah. I didn't have that 
I didn't have that. Uh, you hadn't learned that lesson yet. Yeah, uh, just hadn't. Dude. You know, I hadn't and had so that, I think that that, that actually will serve you and us. Yeah, very well. It has for been. the next ten like, years, twenty years, thirty years. Yeah, something that hurts that bad stays with you. You don't forget stuff like that. I, I've learned that it's it's actually funner to stay hungry and stay out of that comfort zone. So I like when I I could take this money and and put it over here and just keep it and be comfortable or I could invest it and put it back into the company. We make these decisions all the time as as you know every quarter comes like hey, do we want what do we want to take and what do we want to reinvest and yeah. I like reinvesting and, and staying hungry, you know, instead of getting in that comfort zone. And so I, I bet I'll bet a lot of the guys we bring in to interview, man, like they're you know, a lot of them are going to have these same type of lessons. Obviously, they're going to have their different journeys um, and their different learning experiences. But, you know, sacrifice and getting uncomfortable and staying uncomfortable is did, what so, you need to so, do to level up. So before I became a partner, did you learn more when you were doing $10 million a year in revenue with the previous tax company? Or did you learn more through that struggle period? I learned it through the struggle, man. You you were already a partner you know I mean? when I left to go so, sell solar door to door. Yeah. Right? And, and, Six years ago, whenever that was, like people don't see that though. No. They, they see the building yeah. and the office, and, and, and I was you know, like the stuff that we have now. Yeah, and I had a and I had a I had a moment down there when I was like, and I was I was pretty good at it actually. I, I was only down there for what half a year. Yeah, six months back and forth. So. I was traveling down there, and you know, it, it really didn't work out. I was actually spending yeah. just as much as I was making to but live down there. It yeah. was actually a really good thing because one. Like I was just in this mode where I was like, I got to do something to get back to where I was. Like I was chasing where I was, right? Yeah. And I was like, maybe, maybe I need to make a whole new change. Maybe I need to get into the solar industry, which I'm glad I didn't. But um, at the end of the day, man, I had a moment down there when I was like, dude, if I was working this hard, because I was getting up, pounding doors every morning, and then middle of the day is always kind of dead in that door game, right? So you're like, what should I do? So then you're you're kind of just whatever, learning, out. learning your stuff or hanging out with guys yeah. and you're away from your family. Dude, it sucked, man. After a little while, it's like, man, I'm away from my family. I'm wasting all this time in the middle of the day. Then I'm pounding the doors at night until they tell you to freaking quit knocking. You know, the customers, they yeah. get mad at you when it gets a little dark or whatever. Um, but I just had this moment where I was like, man, if I was working this hard on my business, you know, which we still had operating, right? But it was kind of fading, right? I was like, man, if I was working this hard, at home on your own shit like, rather than for shit would probably else, turn around you know? a lot quicker right yeah. so i was really actually grateful for that experience when i look back on it but it was a weird grind dude it was like a really weird funky moment in my life where i just had that realization like dude i'm actually like really wasting time right now i should be working this hard at home right so yeah that was just one of those struggles man just, yeah no that was the post that I made today on Instagram yeah. is, is growing through struggles instead of just going through struggles. Yeah. I think a lot of people miss the opportunity to learn yeah. um, a, a, as they go through those things. And it's very difficult. It's not like as we were going through struggles, you're like, oh, great. This is awesome. Yeah. I get to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. you know. But when you do pop out the other side and, and you get to keep those lessons and things are going good again, then uh, y- you can really look back and see the value that that struggle yeah. brought you. And Absolutely. so. Guys, that's that's our goal is to let you know some of the things that we've gone through, some of the things that we're currently doing, bringing on people who have gone through struggles, who have started small businesses just like you guys, and uh, to, to let you guys know that you're not alone. Some of the stuff that you're going through, if you're questioning yourself, saying, is this going to be worth it? You know, why am I doing what I'm doing? I mean, let's be real. 
you've questioned it, right? I've questioned it. You, yeah. You'll question, like, am I on the right path? And are we doing things right? Are we there? All these questions as you as you leave every single day when you're shutting the doors and locking up and turning the lights off as a small business, you're wondering when when the big break's going to happen, right? You know. And the only thing that I would suggest or recommend is continue to put your head down and, and show up every single day. You know, if you're trying to build muscle, it's not going to happen overnight, even though you'd like it to. You know, it's just over consistency over a long period of time. And you'll start seeing those changes in your physique or your body. And you'll start seeing changes in your business. Right. As long as you, you, you give it the consistent effort every single day, even the days that you have a headache, even the days that you don't feel that well. Just still show up and do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. And good things will happen to you. Again, not overnight, probably is going to take three to five years for, for really good shit to happen and for you to really see the momentum. But once you start getting that momentum, as we're seeing with our businesses and with easier accounting now, is as you grow, the growth continues to grow at a more rapid pace, right? And so it's just getting it to that point and getting past the struggle period the first three years or four years so that you could start building that momentum yeah, and yeah. then and then kind of growing exactly. from there. So I mean you still do. You gotta eat, man. You gotta support your families. You gotta, you know, you gotta do these things. So you do gotta pay yourself, but there is there's a lot of smart sacrifices people could be making. Yep. Um and, and hopefully we can bring that value through through us and through our guests. I mean, something to to add on to what you're saying, man, is the last couple of years when we've been working on ourselves, because yeah, we've all been doing a lot better job yep. at that, or listening to guys on podcasts that are at the levels we want to be at, and they're bringing their guests in. And yep. I'm, I'm a firm believer that you learn a lot through other people's experiences, you know, if, if you're smart anyway. What are we doing right now? We're mirroring other people that we see at a higher level oh, than absolutely. us, that are doing yeah. things much bigger than us. Yeah. We know that they have a podcast, and, you know, they brought value to us. Yeah. I, we think that we can bring value to people as well, right? You learn from two well, ways. And we already are. I mean, dude, we've seen yeah. so much magical things happen within our company. We've changed employees' lives. We've changed clients' lives. Yeah. And, and then we've had our lives changed by guys that have mentored us. And so yeah. we want to bring that same mentor. And, dude, there really is something special about at-real business owners. Yeah. Just – in the little bit of time, the last two we, months, you've done most of the work <laughs> and, and dude, it's magical, man. Seeing yeah. these guys that are taking your advice and then they're messaging back, like Saints dude, that already made a difference in my yeah. business. Like, dude, it's magical. Stuff that they can on. implement immediately. Yeah. I have right. no doubt it's going to continue to be magical. Same with the podcast. I know we're going to bring great business owners, and we know yep. so many that are, yep. that are going to bring value. So, so guys, you learn two ways. You learn from either your mistake or other people's mistake. Our, our, our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose. We've already lost a lot of money. We've already made a lot of mistakes. And we hope to, to share that information with you so that we can kind of shortcut that process yeah. um, so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that we've made. You don't have to lose the amount of money that we've lost in order to gain the knowledge that we have now. Right. So we're going to kind of try to expedite that for you as a small business owner, maybe turn what normally would take three to four years to get momentum and maybe to one or two years absolutely to get the momentum yeah. that they need to, to start seeing success so guys um, we appreciate uh, the support that we've received so far in the short two months that we've had the real business owners Instagram and uh, you know we we hope to continue to be relevant be real be raw and bring you guys the content that, that, that will bring you guys value.